are tuned to KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. It's 6 p.m. Thursday, the last day of March. I'm Joyce Miller, and this is the KVMR Evening News. The right to unionize is in the spotlight, and the California Report looks into the issues facing two groups, agricultural workers and exotic dancers. There's some positive crime-related news, gun prohibitions seem to be working, and so is an innovation that saves our state money by keeping people out of jail. Good Vibrations will rule the day as KVMR kicks off its second Caravan of Love on Sunday. We end with an essay by Molly Fisk. This is the California Report. I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. Soon you'll no longer have to show proof of COVID vaccination to get inside many businesses in Los Angeles. KPCC senior health reporter Jackie Fortier has the details. The L.A. City Council has voted to drop the requirement. The ordinance has been in place for almost five months. It went into effect as we headed into what became the Omicron surge. It required everyone 12 and over to prove that they were vaccinated to be indoors at restaurants, bars, gyms, and other businesses. Though, as time went on, fewer businesses checked. Keep your vaccine card handy. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti still needs to sign off on the change. Even after it's rolled back, individual businesses can still ask for vaccine verification if they choose. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. Farm workers are rallying in Los Angeles, Fresno, San Francisco, and other cities throughout the state today. But it's not just a symbolic celebration of Cesar Chavez Day. They're calling on Governor Gavin Newsom to support a bill they say would give farm workers a fair shot at joining unions if they want to. KQED's Farida Javala Romero reports. Federal protections exclude agricultural laborers from the right to choose if they want a union. But in California, farm workers can decide that through an election overseen by the State Agricultural Labor Relations Board. Maria Garcia, a longtime farm worker, says the problem is that those elections generally take place at their work sites. Colleagues are afraid of retaliation, she says, because supervisors are watching them when they vote. Assemblymember Mark Stone from Monterey Bay is proposing legislation that would allow farm workers to vote in elections by mail or by dropping their sealed ballot off to the ALRB. This is a piece from a much larger context and a battle to ensure that farm workers have the ability to make a unionization decision that's their decision without coercion, without pressure. In the state's $60 billion agricultural industry, farm workers continue to be among the lowest paid and especially vulnerable to heat illness and toxic wildfire smoke. Maria Garcia plans to join Mark Stone at a rally in Fresno backing the bill. She became a member of the United Farm Workers, the union Cesar Chavez co-founded. We want to continue the legacy of Cesar Chavez, she says, and keep fighting so more workers can organize and defend their rights. She says her union job now is so much better than what she experienced before. She went from toiling unprotected in the hot sun to meal and rest breaks, as well as paid holidays. She even has health insurance now and scholarships for her kids. Assemblymember Stone says he's working on the bill with the governor's office, 
after Newsom vetoed a similar bill last year, citing inconsistencies and procedural issues. That veto was applauded by a coalition of agricultural employers, including the California Farm Bureau. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system. On the web at chcf.org slash health equity. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Exotic dancers at a North Hollywood bar have been on strike for more than a week to demand safer working conditions. KCRW's Robin Estrin reports. Dancers at Star Garden say two of their co-workers were fired recently after raising safety concerns. Charm, a dancer at the club, says that in one incident, her co-worker confronted a group of men who were filming a topless dancer, which is against club policy. After the dancer got security involved, Charm says her co-worker was fired. Then, management introduced a new policy. We aren't allowed to go straight to security if we have safety concerns, if someone records us or hurts us or touches us in a way that we don't like. We have to go straight to management, and then management will go to security if they decide that it's a good enough reason to intervene. Velveeta, another dancer on the picket line this week, says the policy undermines the safety of dancers who are often interacting with inebriated men. They care, they've demonstrated that they care more about selling a beer than they do about the safety of their workers. Strippers won employee status after a piece of legislation called AB5 went into effect in 2020. AB5 allowed former freelancers more worker protections, including the right to unionize. For the California Report, I'm Robin Estrin in Los Angeles. Efforts to get guns away from people who are prohibited from owning them have continued in California despite pandemic-related restrictions. State Attorney General Rob Bonta released a report yesterday on the Armed and Prohibited Persons System program for 2021. Despite real challenges in the field and real tolls on our agents, we seized 15% more firearms than last year, and we made 31% more contacts. The program, which is the first of its kind in the U.S., tracks people who come under a prohibited status after they've purchased guns for issues like felony convictions, domestic violence, or serious mental illnesses. Bonta says all told, special agents were able to recover more than 1,400 guns in 2021. More than seven years after its passage, Proposition 47 has saved California $600 million in prison costs, according to a new report by a Bay Area nonprofit. Prop 47 reclassified many nonviolent offenses as misdemeanors, such as drug possession and property crimes, resulting in far fewer people being sent to prison. Maureen Washburn is a senior policy analyst with the Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice. We're spending $3,000 a person compared to $100,000 a person for prison. It's extremely cost effective and the results are strong. 
Washburn says some 40,000 Californians have benefited from the savings in the form of substance abuse, mental health and housing services. The report comes after recent attempts in Sacramento to repeal or tweak the law, which critics say fails to adequately punish crimes like smash and grab thefts at retail stores. And that's the California Report for Thursday, March 31st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall. Thanks for listening. Caltrans is reminding motorists to expect travel delays and one-way traffic controls starting Tuesday at various Highway 20 locations in Nevada County. Multiple contractors will be working on Highway 20 near Conservation Road and Pine Needle Lane, just west of Washington Ridge. Motorists are likely to encounter delays between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. on weekdays. Work in the area is expected to continue through April 22nd. Tykert Construction will build two turnouts on eastbound and westbound Highway 20. Granite Construction will widen the roadway to accommodate a left turn lane and extend an existing turnout as part of the $62.5 million Omega Curve safety project. The turnouts will provide areas for slow-moving vehicles to pull off the road to permit other motorists to pass. They also serve as traffic enforcement locations for the CHP. Traffic controls and delays may occur at other Highway 20 locations for continued tree removal operations. In the regional forecast from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny days are expected with seasonable temperatures through the weekend. Much warmer temperatures are forecast for the middle of next week. This evening in Nevada City and Grass Valley, mostly clear with a low in the mid-40s and winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Friday, sunny with a high near 70. Friday night, mostly clear with a low around 46. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe tonight, mostly clear with a low around 26. Friday, sunny with a high near 60. Friday night, mostly clear with a low near 30. In Sacramento and Woodland this evening, mostly clear with a low in the mid-40s. Sunny Friday with a high near 78. Friday night, mostly clear with a low around 48. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Kind folks, start your engines. On Sunday, beginning at half past noon, KVMR's Caravan of Love will leave the Rude Center and wend its way through Nevada City and Grass Valley, spreading love, light, music, and positive vibes. The event is the brainstorm of KVMR board member and broadcaster Paula Galindo. KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza talks to Paula about the genesis of the caravan and how you can join the fun. So this is going to be the second ever Caravan of Love. Mm-hmm. The first one happened in a time that was fairly divided politically. My understanding is the Caravan of Love was something that you came up with, right? Yep. Tell me what led you to create it. What gave you the idea? Well, as you said, we were in a very intense political time. We were in the first year of this pandemic which had changed the life of most of us. So in the middle of that situation, I was feeling 
disconnected from the community and also resonating with others who were feeling uh, lonely, you know, and scared in some ways, uh, hopeless in certain situations. So I was trying to come up with a thing that we could do together, that it was safe. The first image that came was like blasting music, right? Like going around with a big car or something like that and just blasting this message of love. Hey, let's let's leave behind the difference and come together as human beings, you know, on this planet that we have such an amazing opportunity. And especially in this area, you know, it's so beautiful, all the nature and all the resources around. So instead of being focusing in, in, the, in what makes us apart and, and, and what brings us uh, into conflict, why not thinking about the things that we enjoy together, like music? So that's kind of like the vision I have. And then it was like, oh, wait, so how about instead just being one person doing this, if it was a group of people and then, oh, a caravan. and just, I don't know, kind of resonating with the 60s, you know, move of like, I am very inspired by Pete Seeger, for example, and I mean, other people, Timothy Leary, I mean, like, people who believe that it was possible to make change and, and to really open up to a bigger sense of who we are and what we can do. So based on all that, I, I just wanted to have, yeah, something that was kind of breaking with this invisible silence and intention that was all around us and that sometimes it just cripple us you know into depression into just feeling angry into feeling limited as human beings so I wanted to have that kind of shaking um, that that idea and and bring up that lightness you know and that vibration of love and friendship uh, tolerance you know creativity all those things that just by talking about it, you kind of feel that it feels good. It feels right. I actually got to witness the first one and, and it was really, it was really, really uplifting. I just remember seeing so many smiles, you know, people had decorated their cars and yeah, it was really, really wonderful. It was quite a scene, you know, especially since <laughs> before that caravan, it felt like almost every other big truck was going down the road with these flags and all this stuff, you know, and, and, it was a different feeling. It was it was more confrontational, yeah. you know, whereas the Caravan of Love was this, you know, all my neighbors just going around, you know, laughing and yeah, it was all smiles. Um, it was really wonderful to see. This year, 2022, the Caravan of Love, it's this Sunday, which is April 3rd. It begins at 1230 at the Rood Center. Can you tell people what they can expect if they decide on a whim, if they're going to show up at the Rood Center at 1230, what can they expect? Well, the idea is to do it as organized as possible, you know, and as safe as possible. Still, we, we are moving away from a lot of restrictions, but we still want to provide a safe environment for everyone. So what you will expect is some greeters there with signs. There will be a line where you get in your position. You will be receiving some instructions, a map and a sticker for participating in the caravan. And at 12.30, we are going to start officially. So the first cart will depart and then others will follow along. If you don't have the time or the money or whatever it is to dress up your car, don't worry at all. I mean, just show up, you know. Or if you don't have a car, then get into downtown either Nevada City or Grass Valley and we will pass there, you know. So 
is is going to be very simple. You just show up if you start at the root center there. As I said, uh, we are lining up and then at 12.30, the first card will depart. It will be, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes of drive along um, Nevada City downtown and then Grass Valley. And we end in the um, bowling alley. And then people, the idea is to disperse. I mean, if you maybe have some plans to continue a party later, private in your house with your friends, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but yeah, the event will be in our cars and we'll be playing some music during those two hours on a special broadcast. Don Fisher and myself will be the broadcasters that day playing some love and friendship themed songs. And strictly positive vibes, no politics. No, 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 no. I, well, when I when I first thought about this event, it was really like trying to go transcend, basically, to transcend any kind of division or perspectives, you know, because you have your perspective, I have my perspective. And that's okay. I mean, we can all, I think, I believe that we can live in a world where we all have different perspectives. And yet that we are able sometimes when we wish to, to put that on aside and become one, you know, united by love, by music, by art, by something that really reminds us that beyond that human body that we are habitating at the moment, we are spirits and, and we are here with, I don't know, like an opportunity to, to remember <laughs> this nature through uh, connecting with others in ways that are meaningful. Do people have to RSVP or can they just show up? We appreciate if you can reserve your spot, just so it gives us an idea of how many people and cars we are expecting. But it is not necessary. I mean, you don't, you don't have to do it in order to participate. But if you decide and you have the time right now and you are, yes, I want to come, you can do it right into the board at kvmr.org. And you just write in the subject line, Caravan of Love, and the number of vehicles that you are planning to bring to the caravan. And if you are within the first 50 people in reserve, you will be getting a special goodie bag um, with some love tokens and uh, a sticker and some candy just to make it even nicer and sweeter, the occasion. <laughs> nice. Wonderful. I've been speaking with Bala. She serves on the KVMR board. Thank you for sitting and talking with me. Thank you for your time. And now, Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, observations from a working poet. For a few precarious months in 2010, I had nine cats. This was not on purpose. Some friends asked me to help them out and adopt their pregnant farm cat. We were standing in front of their famous restaurant in the back of beyond Utah, and I was full of delicious organic blue corn pancakes, very good coffee, and my love for them. It was a gorgeous blue day. I said yes. In order that this cat not be lonely on the 12-hour drive back to Nevada City, somehow I also agreed to adopt her grown daughter. At home, I had three cats, down from five, so perhaps I also felt I had capacity. Who knows? 
My friends were too busy running their restaurant to be able to keep track of the very small window between the farm cat giving birth and then getting pregnant again, and since one was Buddhist, could not risk that spaying her might cause the death of unborn kittens. As a lapsed Unitarian, I didn't have the same strictures, and as a poet, I have much more time to keep track of cat sex. There is even more backstory. I had already adopted three of this mama cat's kittens on a previous visit, so she was kind of family already, and she needed a break from reproducing. I felt sorry for her from both the feminist and animal safety angles. After one lunge at the windshield as we set out, she sat on my left forearm the entire drive, which I did in one shot. Three days later, she had kittens in my sock drawer, two gray striped girls and two coal black boys. I waited the required number of days and then had her spayed. As the kittens grew bigger, shredding everything in sight, it became clear that my old female, Gracie, was decidedly unfond of these out-of-state interlopers and picked fights with the mama whenever she could. Dreadful noises and flying fur ensued. Luckily, another friend wanted a barn cat to protect her grandchildren from rattlesnakes, so we were all saved. The mom and adult daughter moved to North San Juan, and I kept my three and all the kittens. They are going to have to carve, she always kept all the kittens, on my headstone. A vet once told me no one was a cat lady unless they had nine. I only had nine for two months, which doesn't count. I am no cat lady, merely a female who admires felines, so don't go putting me into some oversimplified cliché in your mind. It's unlikely I'll ever have that many again, since my friends don't let me go near supermarkets on spring mornings when people are likely to be offering you their extra kittens. I'm not allowed to go back to Boulder, Utah unsupervised either, or anywhere else there are Buddhists with cats. You may think of me as an independent adult with social capital to spare, but you would be wrong. My friends are extremely bossy and opinionated. I don't get away with much. Twelve years later, I am down to three cats again, the remaining kittens of that mama, who I hear is herself still alive and well. Well, that's it. That's the whole story. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's our newscast. Coming up next at 6.30, Soundings with host Al Stoller returns to the airways after a two-year hiatus. On Soundings 22, the reboot, Al invites you to join him as he explores the worlds of Mars, stars, turkey vultures, and professional wrestling. At 7 p.m., it's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman. Then it's back to the music with Jazz Workshop at 8, hosted by Carl Shillette. Followed at 10 by Road Dog Radio with 
DJ Llama Socks. KBMR Community Radio gets support from Harmony Books of Nevada City, locally owned for over 25 years. Next to the Chamber of Commerce at 130 Main Street. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5.30, Sundays 11 to 4. Harmony Books carries thousands of books, including local authors. And Green Acres Nursery and Supply, a local family-owned nursery with seven Sacramento area locations, reminding listeners that now is the time to apply pre-emergence to prevent weeds in lawns and garden beds. More at idiggreenacres.com. This is Joyce Miller signing off. Join us Friday at 6 for another edition of the KVMR Evening News.